Hello everybody and welcome to a bonus episode of Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for all the things that are horror and we are your hosts. My name is Justin. And my name is Brandon. Hello. Hi. Enthusiastic. You, you are Are you are you just skating by today? You seem very Yeah, just, you know, low go key. With the flow, man. Just let it be what it be. Sure thing. Word. You know, all the <laughs> All the things. It's fun. Oh, man. <laughs> Smart ass. I'm, I'm enjoying the, the middle section of a four-day weekend, so I'm just kind of, you know, relaxing. A four-day weekend? Yeah, I took Thursday, Friday off. Oh, that's right. Happy belated birthday for the listeners that did not know. Yes, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, this episode, we are talking our... 10 must-see horror movies before you die. We kind of approach this in different ways, as per usual, but the essentials are these are the ones that you have to see. These are the benchmarks. These are the ones that if you're new to horror, if you're trying to get someone into horror, you know, if you're trying to build up your horror vocabulary, these are the essentials. These are the ones that most others that followed uh, modeled themselves after. Sure. That's fair. All right. Sounds good. He nodded. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, without any too much ramble-damble, let's just get into this. My number 10 is a bit controversial, but I do think that it is essential, and it got in before the genre, or subgenre, if you will, got so diluted and so gross, mm-hmm. and that is the original Saw. Okay. Now, when you say saw or seesaw, if you were on a playground, you (laughs) immediately think of just gross torture, yuck, disgusting. And while this first one has some of that, it is not nearly as bad as even its sequels. It's fairly diluted. Yeah, that first one is, yeah, you're right. It's (laughs) definitely, it's not as bad um, than what they definitely got into. Um. I still, for the fact that there are so many of these saws made, mm-hmm. and the like, generally with movies, they'll be like, you know, sequels are never as good as the original. And for, you know, 95% of the time, that's true. Yeah. But to have had made almost, a, you know, a dozen movies, what do they have? 10 movies, eight movies, whatever think, it is. I think um, Spiral was nine. But, but for I'm almost, sure. yeah, for almost you know ten movies, and I, I I never did finish Spiral. I own it. I need it's to go good. back and finish it. It's real good. But I see, the thing is, is, is what when you have ten movies in a franchise that are all decent at best, like like they're they're serviceable. They're 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 good. Like there mm-hmm. isn't one that is like overly bad. Like oh my god, no. I cannot watch this. Yeah. You know, there's no Jason Takes Manhattan's if you want to get. Right. You know, down that path, or there's no Halloween fives or threes, whatever. However, you want to. Halloween three do is it. great. <laughs> it is great, but it's not. It's not what it you know is what you expect it to be, that which is, is fair. which is fine because I I love it too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on like the saws, but they definitely yeah. did, for the lack of a better word, spiral um, uh-huh. into. <laughs> 
Oh, I wouldn't say torture porn because that's what it's labeled. That's what they call yeah. these movies, you know, like and the, the hostels and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's the thing. The ones that are torture porn, it, it is. Like, you can tell. It's just, we're going to be as gross as we can, as shocking as we can, because that's what we want to do. It has nothing to do with the story. Whereas in this one, particularly this first one, it's all in service to the story. And right. it all works. True. All right. We'll go, we'll go through your list and we'll talk about it. I'm... I'm uh, formula. I'm formulating mine right now. I'm kind of typing some, writing some stuff out while we go through these, or you can do your top. You can do your bottom five, and then I'll do my bottom five. Or I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, well, whenever you're ready, we can jump into yours. Number nine, I have Alien. If you haven't seen Alien, go watch Alien. It's perfect. Like everything about that movie is fantastic. It's, yeah. oh, the, dude, again, I the love, benchmark. I love yep, I love those movies so much. Yeah, and the first one, like, everyone loves Aliens. I'm mm. not as big a fan. Aliens is an action-adventure with Alien in it, and that's mm-hmm. great. This is a horror movie. This is a space-haunted house with sure. an evil alien monster killing the crew. And it's fantastic. The tension, the the visuals, the jumps, everything is just perfect and i can't recommend it enough for just classic alien horror it's alien yeah it's right there so it's in the title (laughs) it's in the title it's so good uh my number eight is the quintessential zombie film i feel some might disagree um but and i'm not a huge zombie fan i've I've said it many times just in general of of zombie movies or raw zombie that too uh, <laughs> but it's it's okay. a subgenre that I got into like everyone else when Walking Dead started, and mm-hmm. I just got over it very quickly. Um, sure. But when I saw Night of the Living Dead, it's because it was essentially the first one. Obviously, there were like the voodoo zombies and other things before, but this was the first one that kind of set everything that we know of as the zombie movie, everything The Walking Dead is, comes from Night of the Living Dead. And True. Yeah, and what George Romero did, and then what he eventually did, and the sequels. I just watched Dawn of the Dead for the first time a couple weeks ago. Nice. It was, it was fine. Like, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> I, I appreciate it for the history. Like, you can see, oh, this is the solid, like, this is where so much of Walking Dead comes from. Mm-hmm. But Night of Living Dead is a much better movie. Like, the stakes are better, the scares are better, the ambiance is better. It's not that poppy, shopping through a mall that's deserted crap. It's just a bunch of people stuck in a house, surrounded by zombies, and they can't get out. It's it's awesome. It's been a while since I've seen that one. It's worth a watch, and... It, because of the whole copyright issue, it's like everywhere. If you have, especially some of the random uh, streaming apps like your Pluto and stuff like that, it's it's there for free. Sure. So it's probably even on YouTube somewhere. All right, I think I got my half-ass list together. <laughs> right. Well, I'll finish up my top five and we'll get sure. into yours. Uh, my number seven is Get Out. Um, wow. Okay. I mean, it's, I think I was thinking about it to be honest with you. I it's awesome. Like, I mean, it's and it's tough because, and this is where I think the getting the broad audience in 
it's horror without being, being gross. It's high concept without being so hoity-toity that it will turn you off. Right. It, it's for people who are like, I don't like horror, but they like creepy, suspenseful movies. Like, my number six is going to be as well. It's oh. mainstream horror that is palatable to everybody, I think. Yeah. Because, you know, when we covered it on the show, like, it's preachy without being overly preachy. It's creepy and scary without being so gross you can't watch. Yeah, that's fair, because when you think, like, when you think about it, like, with what Peel does with his movies, like, I get, like, in the terms of being preachy without Mm -hmm. being preachy, you know, there is definitely always a lot of uh, subtext to what's Mm -hmm. actually, you know, what's going on to that. And the thing is, is, it's I guess my favorite thing about it is is it it really does have a message and like you can watch the movie without getting that message and it's still good. Yeah. But when you get like you're like oh okay now I get what's going on with this like oh that's even better <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean like yeah it's uh, it's one of those movies you watch the first time you're like God that was good but the more you watch it the more you dig into it and go this is even better than I thought. And every sure. time you watch it, you pick up on that other thing that you missed that makes it even better. I agree completely. Uh, my number six, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the quintessential ghost movie, um, but it is, again, one of those mainstream ghost movies that hit huge, and everybody just soaked it up and loved it, and that is Sixth Sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's true. super it dark and creepy. Mean. Yeah. I mean, we all see dead people. That's it. It just, we do. And it's, I love the subgenre of ghosts, but I will be the first to admit that they're not all for everybody. And there are some that really do great things with the genre, like uh, The Others is fantastic, Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen that one. I loved White Noise. Yeah, I need to watch that again. I haven't watched it since it came out. It's been a long time, but I mean, one it's it's one of those movies cuz like for me ghost films like that, like the fact that there is just that slight possibility that, you know, ghosts are real if you're mm-hmm. a believer, whatnot. I have never had an experience, so I'm I'm right. not going one way or the other. But like in the back of your mind, you're watching it you're like, you know, this is obviously a lot more believable than being chased down by a xenomorph. You know what I mean? Sure. Or, you know, some or alien is it? <laughs> maybe not i don't know <laughs> you know it's more likely you know that's more likely than say being chased down by a hockey mask wearing serial killer you know like not to say that the, the serial killing is a real thing and it happens sure but like most don't wear masks yeah like yeah exactly they're, they're, they're a little less grandiose if you will yeah. but Except like for <laughs> god i was talking about gacy yesterday <laughs> um so but with like with ghosts, like the the possibility and you know the realness there. Like when I watch these movies, and depending like if they're done well, like I will get this like really. Oh my god, Opie! Um, I would get uh, you know like makes the hair stand up. Like I almost get like this weird like anxiety, like the shortness of breath to where I'm just like, oh my god! I do apologize for my dog barking in the background. He's a yipper, but oh well. Um. But well, yeah, but then that's that's the thing. I mean, this toes the line between being real and being overtly ghosty, and it's not the ghost. It's just these are people. They yeah. died horrible deaths. 
oftentimes the point of the movie being that they were murdered mm-hmm. or something very nefarious happened to them. And the way they treat ghosts, and I don't want to spoil it if somehow over the last decade or so you haven't had this movie spoiled for you, but the twists in it and the true nature of why these ghosts are coming to Haley Joel Osment's character, who does an amazing job, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. whatever you think of his later career, do what you will, but this being his, I think, first and breakout performance, I think he might have done some smaller stuff before this, but Possibly, this was the yeah. thing that made everyone go, holy shit, this kid can act, and he's amazing in this movie. Yeah. Like, the scene that is, you know, lampooned so much is fantastic. Right. So I'll I'll admit you, that I didn't know I didn't see that that twist coming. No, I, I didn't no either, and that's the thing. And I think they say it on uh, Eli Roth's History of Horror. If anybody says to you that they saw the twist coming, they're lying. They're lying. They just didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's and you know I saw it when I was you know ten, eleven. Sure. So I mean I was too stupid and young to know you know twists <laughs> of anything anyway. I'm sorry. That? <laughs> that was my my Apple Watch. You said um, you said I was too stupid, and my watch said I thought so. <laughs> Leave Justin wrong. alone, watch. Goddamn. <laughs> but he yeah. is stupid. Yeah. All right, let's do your first five because none oh, of these are bottom. This is all top. Yeah, this, this is, is bottom tier. So. I basically took. Ugh. So my top ten. Or this top ten, I mean, there are reasons why I have them on there other than they're just my, you know, my personal top ten. But, like, if I'm going to talk to somebody and, you know, be like, hey, well, you know, there's reasons why I have them on the list. You know, maybe some aren't as good as others. But with number ten, the way that I would start that out is I I would go with Candyman. And the reason why that is is if you listen to the show for any period of time... That is the one movie that truly scared me when I was a preteen. Mm-hmm. Like, that movie just terrified the shit out of me. So much mm-hmm. that I couldn't go to the bathroom in the house. Like, I would, you know, that first peed night. Peed in the I yard? Got, yeah, peed in the yard. <laughs> I, went, I, was at, I was watching it at a, um, I would think I was, I was 11. So this would have been 1992. I, I'm assuming when it first came out on video. And, mm. No, that was, it came out when I was nine. Uh, it was rented. I remember watching it on VHS and I was at a friend's house and I was sitting between his mom and his sister and on the couch and we're watching. I'm just like, this is fucking scary. This is terrifying. You know, Tony Todd's voice is the main reason for that just because it's so creepy. But yeah, no, I definitely, I had to pee. So I went outside, Hmm. peed in some bushes, called it good. I, there are still, you know, to this day, sometimes I'll still have that like I'm not gonna you know be in the bathroom with the light off for too long, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's and there's That's been fair. times where I I'm sitting in there I'm like you know I'm gonna fucking do it I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this in the dark, <laughs> call it good. <laughs> but yeah, that, that that would be the reason I would I would recommend that movie just because of my own personal experience with it when I was younger and that, you know, it may not hold up the same, you know that that creepiness, but. That's the, I mean, I watched it late in life. I watched it when we did it on the show, and it is a great movie, but it didn't hit me the way it hit you. I see it as, you know, film history, sure. as opposed to like, oh my god, I'm never going to be able to pee in peace again. <laughs> right. I have my own reasons for that. Sure. <laughs> um, Alright, so, my number nine is Scream. Kicked off, a, kicked off a great franchise. 
you know, say what you will about them. Um, with the laters that well, Scream three and then I was gonna say six. really three. Yeah, like, three. I yes. like I like four. Five was good. Five was basically just a re. I swear, five was a redoing of of uh, four. In my like, I I yeah, really kinda. feel, you know, it's kind of like they they uh, Force Awakens New Hoped it. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's like which is kind of the way to do it nowadays. Well, I mean, if you, it's like, well, did it work the first time? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. got to work a second time. Obviously, I um, mean, that's the that's the horror genre in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. it worked. Let's do it again and again and again and again and until again, again. people yeah. are sick of it. But Ghostface is um, up there is one of my favorite um, slashers. Mm-hmm. It's mostly a look thing for me, you know, because I mean. There, whoever is behind the mask is always a bumbling, fumbling, stumbling killer that can't ever keep its bearings. But True. it looks cool. The phone calls are cool. It's creepy. You know, it goes back into the time when, you know, the killer is in the house or, the you know, the, the calls coming from upstairs, like whatever. Like, hmm. you know, it plays on that fear. But also, it was such a fun movie because it, it did make fun of itself. And, you know, it did pay reverence to the originals and you know with like references and all that kind of stuff I, uh, like classic craven it was it was smart and I, that's why i still feel that that one original that original one still holds up so well even though we're coming up on 30 years later you know and so you'd have to watch it i mean yeah i totally agree and we may be talking about it some more later Oh, yeah. If it's not on your list, I'd be surprised. Yeah, that would like me be that would be like me saying that my number one isn't my number one. Obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, although right. I will say I, your number one is not on my list, um, that doesn't surprise me at all. Or maybe I don't know. Hater, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my number one is definitely Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ugh. Followed by maximum overdrive. <laughs> Sweet, that one I get. That one's just class all the way. Number three, thanks killing, which you will not let me cover, which is upsetting. <laughs> well, we're almost done, so you know we, we want to end on, on highs. So my number eight is um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I really do kind of feel bad just because of the fact that like this, like my list in particular, is such a cliche unoriginal like i'm not pulling out you know crazy like oh you've never seen this like i kind of feel like i could get gatekeep for this being like you know your list is really unoriginal your list sucks but i mean well, that's i mean the, so is mine yeah but see, that's <laughs> the thing about lists is they're subjective and yeah. like if you're listening to this episode and you want to <laughs> give us what your top 10 list is of, of what you would yeah. recommend to somebody to try to get them into horror like the thing about these lists is these are these are base level horror films. Like we're not. And that's the point. Yeah, is to kind of. I'm not trying to be it. an auteur, being like, "Well, what you need to watch is High Tension." I would never recommend High Tension You've never to seen anybody. Ringu? You're an idiot. I don't think I've seen Ringu. I haven't. I mean, there's certain ones where it's like, yeah, if you're a horror fan, and I know you've watched a lot of horror movies, then I'll be like, okay. Here are some movies you really need to see because they're yeah. great. But if you've never watched a horror movie, I'm not going to be like. Hey, you need to watch Chuck and I'm trying to pull one out of my ass here. Yeah, I had a I had a bunch of lists pulled up like <laughs> like um like the origin of slasher movies and stuff like that, mm. like a lot of pre 
74 like with like yeah. you know your peeping toms which i've never seen yeah. which i really want to see That's there's good. a sure. there's a few um mario bava films that yeah. are on there you know as well and i'm like i don't know my list is uh definitely unpretentious but no and but here's the thing and again the point of this list is if you've never seen a horror movie the or you know someone who's never seen a horror movie these are the ones that we think could help open that door sure the reason why like i didn't put halloween on my list even though it is a benchmark horror movie that you must see and brandon i'm sure will tell us why here very soon uh is that it's kind of niche it's a little slow it's a little corny because of when it was made it, it is 100% essential, but not everybody's going to like it. Is it niche because of where we're at now? Because I'm pretty sure in 1978 it wasn't niche. Well, yeah, obviously, that why we're at where we're at now. Like, it well, was then, groundbreaking when it was made. Right, but then any but, movie coming after that, you know, that follows the same molds, are you going to tell me that Friday the 13th's not niche then? No, that I'm, Nightmare on Elm Street's not getting niche? getting defensive already. I'm getting defensive That's, because your point's invalid. And I will disagree with you wholeheartedly. I remember the reason where I you made. Live. Then I'll move. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, the point right. I'm making here is that some people, not e- your normal everyday person, might respond to Halloween the way we would. You and I sure. watch Halloween. A horror fan watches Halloween and sees the beauty of how great that movie is from the technical standpoint to what it did for the genre as a whole. But your average Joe coming into horror, unless you're a little kid, like us when we watched it and were blown away by it, might not get it. Might not see, they'll see the style of it and go, oh, it's quaint, I get it. I've seen the 50, or I've heard of the 50 other movies that have done this, you know, already. I'm glad I watched it, but I don't care. Whereas we see it as something different. Sure. That's why it's I not mean, on my list. And I mean, if you think about what we have with Halloween's now, they are very much a departure of where they started, which is uh, yeah. what happens with most movies. But the thing with this one, uh, like, and the reason why it is, you know, you got the POVs that hadn't been done a whole lot before. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's a lot of tension, and I, I. I feel like you really did craft a well argument just to try to make me mad for recording this episode. It was, I yeah. feel- oh, and also I knew it'd be on your list, so I wanted well, to come course. up with different stuff how too. Are not but- gonna t- how are you not going <laughs> to recommend Halloween if they, somebody's <laughs> never seen it? I don't know. Well, let's keep going. We got more oh, to cover. You motherfucking able. So <laughs> my number eight did I have on here. Already? No? Okay. Oh, I did. I said it. Nightmare on Elm Street. We, we just, just got. On, we just got on a tangent. Yeah, I mean, we, I love Nightmare on Elm Street. It's it's fantastic. I think it's especially if you like fantastical horror and stuff that is creepy, but also just kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is fantastic, and it's the best of the movies. Yeah, hands down. The it's sequels so are a very mixed it's, bag. The thought of it is just it is really terrifying. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Freddy. I mean, he's my favorite. He's not. It's not on my list, um, but yeah, I'd always recommend Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, 
My number seven, uh, Friday the 13th. Like, like I said, not, oh, oh, this one's on your list, though? Yeah. You went with I, the copycat, and you put that one on your list? Here's why. And we'll just talk. It's my number four. Okay. Because it takes all of the slasher tropes and adds some juice to it. It gives it that kind of punch that... It's a faster-paced movie. It's There's more stuff going on. It's bloody without being overly bloody. You don't see any of the kills, really, because the MPA just butchered it. But it actually kind of works because it has that sort of mystique to it, and you get the great twist ending of you know the mom and everything. I think that it 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 does all the tropes of the slasher mm-hmm. first. Like, it, it, it kind of fine-tunes it, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, Halloween, obviously, and Black Christmas before it, set the table. And Friday the 13th kind of organized it in a, a mass media sort of way where this is the movie that everyone copycatted afterwards. Like, Halloween came out was huge. Friday the 13th came out and tried to capitalize on that. And then everything after this just tried to chase the Friday the 13th bug of let's pick some random day of, in the calendar, make it brutal, and make money. And they well, all failed, until a, except for this. I, I feel like you're giving Friday the 13th a lot more credit with that, because you're talking about Friday the 13th set the bar for picking a holiday. Oh, I, no, I'm saying, I think what this one did is it made it palatable for the masses. I would say that this is sort of the, like, again, Halloween is the better film, hands down. I think Friday the 13th made it... Watered down? Yeah, it made it commercial. It made it the movie you could show anybody who has never seen a horror movie, and they could get into it. Right, like, how would you not want to see Kevin Bacon get an arrow through the neck? You know what I mean? If anything, it's an insult, honestly. Like, this is not a, as good a movie as Halloween by far, but it took all of those things that Halloween did so well and, in a way, diluted it to where the masses could watch it, digest it, mm-hmm. and go, oh, I could, you know, it's funner. Yeah. No, I agree. I it's, mean, it's to a an popcorn extent, that's why, it, you know, that's why it's towards the bottom of my top five, or bottom five, like, you know, it... It definitely is something you can just sit down and watch, and you don't. It's not over the top. It's not like uh, I don't want to say, you know, because it is historic in its own sense, you know, because mm-hmm. it did kick off one of the most legendary slashers of all time. But like, it's not everyone like, knows who Jason is exactly, and there's still debates today about who's the, you know the better slasher, and you can you know depending on you know your take on that and your reasonings like to you know start out as being like hey let's you know let's make our own halloween and then to like there's been several like as you said several movies that have tried to capitalize and you know ride that wave but nobody's done it in as much you know as what they did with um friday the 13th because 
oh, man, I just, I'm like, to start out that way and then to elevate to a level to where you can compete with that. You know what I mean? Because it's like starting out saying, hey, you know, let's make, let, let's rip this off. Let's make our own Halloween. And then for it to elevate to almost be, you know, to some people, it's even, you know, even more so than Halloween. I guess, you know, that yeah. also is subjective. But to be even on that same playing field, because you are carried by such a, you know, strong slasher character, mm-hmm. like, it's huge. It's big. Cause, like, when you think of your pantheon of slashers, like, you know, depending on who you are, that, you know, one and two and three, you know, could be interchangeable. Yeah, but it's always the trio. It's of always the trio. Michael, Michael, Jason, Freddie, mm-hmm. and that's the thing for me. And I've always kind of said this, like, as we started doing this show, and I started thinking about these movies more. I was like, Halloween is the best movie. Freddie, to me, is the best slasher because he's just creepy. Because he's actually sla- like he's straight up slashing. Yeah, and Jason has the best franchise because. Movie after movie, to me, the first four of these are 100% solid, and you can't say that about any of the others. Well, Halloween (sighs) is such a mixed bag. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is even more mixed bag. I'll be the first to say that. Well, the problem with Halloween is that there's three or four different timelines. I know. I get it. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, Halloween 1 and 2... It's not to throw shade, but it's just no, it's from a technical to. standpoint. It's just that's just <clears throat> the way it is. I I wish it wasn't because again, Friday the Thirteenth. I love the franchise. It's great, but it is the palatable for the masses popcorn slasher. Yeah, it's the one that any dickhead could come into the theater, watch, and go, "Hey, this is fun." Yeah, well, I mean, same thing with like if you think about Hellraiser, like the way Hellraiser started out, it, like it too kind of got. I wouldn't necessarily uh, necessarily like Freddy, but like they started out like really strong, and then the sequels just got weird and dark, and it was almost like dark mm-hmm. for the sake of being overly dark. Like yeah. it, uh, it, it's just it's a bummer because it's like you think about these movies and like what they could have been or what they should have been. Like yeah. I don't know what a perfect Halloween franchise would entail. You know what I it's mean? It's tough. Like, I mean, honestly, as much as I like the new ones, even they have their wonky parts. And that's because I don't think anyone can figure out how to keep it going in a way that makes sense. I mean, to me, as soon as they made Lori his sister, they screwed themselves. Yeah. And Which I'm glad soon, that, Which I am as glad they retconned. Oh, yeah, for sure. But as soon as these new ones made him this weird sort of like infectious disease... Yeah. that travels from town to person to town, it was just a strange thing to do. Like, I get it, and I like it, but I still don't like it. Like <laughs> Right. And, well, and that's the thing, too, because, like, if you think about, like, what the way that Halloween started, and even Halloween 2, like, a lot of people died, but, like, yeah. with Halloween and it being so sneaky and stocky and watching from the bushes... To mm-hmm. getting it to where, you know, you have people just being mass murdered up and down a block, which was really cool to see. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Did you, oh, off topic, did you, um, I'm not sure if it's for sure or not, but did you see that uh, Paramount Plus, I believe, is supposed to be doing a Friday the 13th prequel? I did. 
Patrick, Patrick and I have been talking about it like every day. I, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic. Well, I mean, it, um, they, they're going to have to do something sooner or later. You know what I mean? And so I, I too am optimistic. I just, with, with these killers, it's hard because it's a different time than it was in the eighties. You know, when yeah. these movies came out, like everything was so much bigger and crazier and like, why am I seeing this guy with a electric guitar that has a, a drill on it? You know what I mean? Or why am I like, why am I seeing? Yes. Why are we seeing that? Like, why are we seeing these? <laughs> but then you're like, okay, so seeing like a Halloween or, you know, seeing a Michael Myers in, you know, 2022 where it's like okay this guy's in coveralls and a, a, a white mask or like if you were to see a jason like nothing about it makes sense it's not realistic and to the point yeah. to it's like well how do you handle it past one because when we got that friday the 13th reboot in 2009 i would love to have seen what would have potentially happened after that like yeah, great you movie. know like some of the things that they did in that movie were so smart mm-hmm. and it rooted in a sense of realism to where it's like, okay, this is believable. I, I, like, I could see this. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start keep rambling. We'll continue yeah. on. Yeah. So my number six is Alien, also because yeah. God damn it, it's Alien. It is. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like I almost hated to put it so low on my list, but again, these, any one of these to me could be a number one. Sure. I, I really it was more just like covering all the subgenres. In order of that, I thought of them. Well, and the thing that, um, and one thing that we've kind of done as like a disservice on the show is I feel like with talking about Alien, we've never talked about Predator and the fact of like those mm-hmm. two now, you know, they weren't made that way, but they kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first Predator, fantastic. I haven't seen Predator 2 in forever. Um, Predators or whatever with Adrian Brody and all that, solid movie. Yeah, I remember liking Predator, it a lot. Yeah, Predator, no. <laughs> I've heard and, that. Yeah, and then Prey, holy fuck, so I love good. Prey. <laughs> so good. But like, you know, I, as much as Predator's not on my list, because I don't think it's really as much of a, it's, it's more of an act, like a, like a sci-fi action than it is straight up, ter- like horror, like mm-hmm. what Alien was. Yeah. I like I I feel like you can't really talk about one without going into the other. Yeah. But yeah. Right. You're number well, five, Justin. My number five, and I will say this is a, a not necessarily hoity toity, but it isn't as accessible as some of the others because it's so hard to watch. That is the Exorcist. Okay. There's no possession movie really that touches this movie. Some are better than others, but Right. This, it's still a gold standard. I'm there, surprised you didn't put Amityville Horror there. Amityville Horror is strange. I if I put an Amityville on there, it would probably be the Ryan Reynolds one because, the, as much as I like the original, mm-hmm. it's got that weird kind of seventies aesthetic. Pacing. Yeah, seventies yeah. pacing, the weird hair, the. St- Strange. The weird camera angles. It's a, yeah. where you're like, is this a horror movie or is this like a fun summer movie? Like the creepy pig thing at the end, yeah. which is just a strange choice. But the 
the Ryan Reynolds one to me perfected that franchise. Like it's so freaking good. Right. What he does with the dad is just incredible. But Exorcist, it's it's still the benchmark. It's still that thing where that last half hour, twenty minutes is just so captivating that. Mm-hmm you kind of forget the fact that most of this movie hasn't even been dealing with the fact that she's possessed. Yeah. Like, the real horror of this movie is all the terrible things they do to her to try and figure out what's wrong with her. Right. Yeah. And it's just... I, it's one of those that I watch every year now because mm-hmm. it's just so powerful. Every single time, it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me squirm in my seat. It makes me look around to be like, who's watching me watch this? Because I feel like I shouldn't be watching it. Yeah, you're like... And it's just so good. <laughs> uh, my number four, Friday the 13th. We already talked about that. Are we alternating, uh, my... or are you gonna you're just going to do yours? Let's just do, yeah. Okay. Um, my number three, though, is Paranormal Activity. That's high. Um, well, you know, it was such a huge... And again, any of these could move to any spot. Yeah, no, I said Most of it was just how I thought of them at the time. Mm-hmm. But to me, again, it's like a sixth sense, like a get out, even like an alien, where it's just it's so big that it almost transcends the genre of... People don't even think about it as horror. It's just one of those movies like Blair Witch that caught fire and... You know, everybody's attracted to it. I think some of the sequels are a bit of a mixed bag. You can do the first four, and they're all pretty much the same thing. But the first one was so, holy crap, impressive, given what how they made it. Well, the way that I feel about that movie is the way that I wanted to feel, like, the way that most people felt about Blair Witch. Yeah. Because, like, watching this movie, like, Blair Witch is fine... I don't care yeah. for it as much, but like the I last like 30 seconds of that movie is what make it for me. Right. And then, you know, like with paranormal activity, I remember like watching this movie in the theaters and like having that kind of disbelief in my head being like, you know what, this really, cause I mean, it had actors you hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of no name people. You don't know. No credits, no credits. You're like, you know, is this like a found footage movie? Like, it can't be real, can it? Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Blair Witch is essentially the first found footage movie, particularly the one that you know really started the obnoxious trend that never goes away. Yeah. But again, this perfected it. This made it that movie that because Blair Witch is kind of boring, honestly. It, a like, lot of it boring. <laughs> <laughs> like I still love it and the brilliance of it. I watched mm-hmm. it when I think we did an episode on it, and I was like, I like this a lot. But this is it. It's the Friday the 13th of found footage movies. Like, it makes it so that everybody can get into this, and it blew up into this huge six, seven movie franchise that yeah. are all pretty good. Like, the last one, I can't. Uh, what's Mark, it called? Is it the Mark ones, Ghost Dimension? No. It's Ken. Something. Oh, Next to Ken? Next to Ken. That was really good. It, I, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Yeah. Mark I have all of them. Sucked. I need to go back and watch it. What, what? Marked ones kind of sucked, I didn't, but yeah. it, it's fine. And Ghost Dimension was good, except for the parts that they showed the ghost because they had like the ghost cam. Oh god, that was fucking stupid. Oh, but great. they're all, you know, it's like the Friday the Thirteenth. Like the first four, fantastic. Then it kind of shakes, <laughs> and then they get better. <laughs> yeah, when they reboot it, and right. it's just it's solid. 
well, and it's it creepy you, as shit. Right. It makes you wonder, like, what if, like, so with Halloween or with Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth or even you know Nightmare on Elm Street with the way those sequels are, like, with how shaky they get with the movies that they've done more so now, like how you have the Saw franchise where they're all serviceable, you know the you know, paranormal activities where they do get a tad bit wonky here and there. But like, I wonder if those movies weren't made when they were made and they were made now, like, do you, th- like, would they have followed a more cohesive timeline? Like, would they have been, you know, like, would we really have Jason goes to space? Like, I don't you think know what so. I mean? I mean, and that it's tough because those are the movies that set up the dopey trends you yeah. know, it's why we got Leprechaun in space and all that other Back to the stupid hood. crap. Yeah. yeah, this show's gonna end before I can get you to even watch the Leprechauns, which the first one's it's not bad, bad, dude. Like, Leprechaun I mean, I, I did see it when it, you know, I was a kid. I just haven't watched it since. Good old Jennifer uh, Aniston's debut. That's true. That is literally the only reason I'd watch that movie again. <laughs> it's tough because, I mean, not to plug my other show. Uh, go listen to We Are Marvel, Wherever You List podcast. But the MCU, for better or worse, has really kind of changed the landscape of film because everyone's trying to chase the dragon of a unified universe. Right. And the idea of, as, as wacky as it seems to Hollywood, to have a cohesive story that is told throughout several movies, even if it's part of the same franchise, is still kind of new. Yeah. It's very sad, but you look at the old Batmans, the old Fridays, the old Halloweens, none of them really work together like they kind of do, because you introduce the character, you know, the hero or the villain or the whatever from the previous film, that carries over, but that's kind of it. The idea of a story continuing on, like Lord of the Rings style, Harry Potter style... Right. It's still fairly new. Well, think about like when you know watching those old Batman movies, and when they even just mentioned Metropolis, like back then, you're like, "Oh my god, that's a different huh. franchise!" But they talked about it. Yeah, it was you huge. Know what I mean? Yeah, it was massive. Yeah, but it, it's hard to say. Like it, we wouldn't be where we are without the horror movies that got us here. Mm-hmm. But if they started fresh now, they'd be so much better. I think. And, and it's well, tough, I mean, look what you know, we got with Halloween, though. I mean, do you really? Yeah. I mean, really? It just depends on you know who's at the helm of that. Yeah. Because like what they did, like there's no way that you can do Halloween without it ramping. So like the '78, yeah. where you have the creepy, stocky, like you can't do that every movie. Like that just that there's no way that that yeah. works. It'd get old and boring. But I mean, the only way that like you can really do. And it kind of makes sense, like, with, you know, like, they die off, but they come back, you know, like, you know, Myers is hurt, face wrapped up, all sorts of weird shit. Like, I just, to make that many movies in, a, like, a cohesive franchise, like, even the Friday the 13th, they don't, like, really, except for one and two, don't really play with each other either, Mm-mm. if my memory serves, like. And three and four. I think two, three, and four, or at least three and four, happened in the same weekend because the guy's looking for his sister who was killed there in the last one. Mm, but right, yeah, it's and the other thing is these franchises shouldn't have gone as long as they did. Like, <laughs> there's twelve or thirteen Halloweens. There needs to be four. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I mean, and that they bled these things dry to the point where they're a joke. And it's sad because the thing yeah. is, is you want more like oh yeah i, I would watch a halloween movie if I, i'd watch any of these movies 
every year if they came out yearly. Yeah. But like it's not necessary. Chan- yeah, and the the chances of diminishing returns get higher and higher each time you make one. Sure. And that's what's tough because you look at the saws, like they're all good ish, but they're all kind of the same too. So it's mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah. Well, yeah, because anyway. like the the stories like overlap and inter- interweave and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, what are we on number two? Speaking of bleeding things dry, number two, Frankenstein. Hey, I've been I'm on a surprised. huge. I mean, I know that well, it's more of the more of the knowners when it comes to those, but like, I, I'm it's surprised tough. you didn't and get it, personal with it. Well, I mean, I I kind of did. Obviously, it is to me. It's the best of them. And that's why I picked it. It was just like, if you want classic traditional monsters, the thing that's not necessarily started the trend, because Dracula came out first, but again, it perfected it, and it 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 started what everything else followed. Some are better than others, some kind of suck, it's fine, but the classic monster movie, going all the way up to Shape of Water, Godzilla, mm-hmm. you know, all the ones that we see today, start with Frankenstein. And if you can get someone in that, or into that, then they can kind of accept some of the others. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. My last one, which we talked about earlier, uh, is Scream. It's Number one. I'm actually not surprised. It, you know, it's to me, it, it's kind of the quintessential slasher. It's modern, it's at meta. least for our generation. And, and yeah, it's... It takes all the things that horror does, shines a light on it, and goes, this is stupid, but you're going to accept it and move on. It's the kind of the thing Marvel does, not to keep going back to that, but I was just watching Black Panther just came out. And their villain, Namor, is Marvel's first superhero. And the stupid thing about that character is he has wings on his feet that make him fly. Mm-hmm. And they say that. Like... Do you see the wings on his feet? What the fuck's up with yeah, that? They, yeah, but still. And then it, you it, accept it, it and you move on. As much as you can, yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, I, I know it, so I appreciate it more. I don't know someone outside of that who might still bump on it, but shining the light on, this is all the re- reasons why slashers are dumb, mm-hmm. but we're going to do it anyway, because that's what it, we do. Right. You know, even Sydney going the stupid bimbo who runs upstairs instead of going out the front door well the first thing she does is runs upstairs instead of going out the front door yeah because that's what you would do in that moment you run to your room yeah your safe place yeah like it just works and it's that movie like my wife loves it she's not a big horror person she'll watch scream any day sure within it's it's fun yeah it's funny it's up to date as much as a movie in the 90s can be. Yeah. And it again set the trend that well, unfortunately that, followed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes place. It's a movie. It's a 90s horror movie that doesn't feel like a 90s horror movie, which is why yeah. it stands out so well. Yeah. It's so have, well shot. It's so crisp. Aside from the phone technology and stuff, like, it could be made today. Yeah. And they tried to, and they still couldn't do it as well. Well, yeah. She's too small to lift Dewey that high. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about that movie. Yep. No, she's... Ugh. As great a scene as that is, mm-hmm. she doesn't have the leverage. Sorry. <laughs> no, she... Bionic arms. Yeah. All right, your top five. All right, my top five. So, my number five is 
a new favorite, even though it's a classic. Um, it's the thing. So I'm not like I've I've only seen it a few times. Like I'm mm-hmm. not as versed in it to you know wax poetically about it, but you know it is so damn good, and it, yeah. it it keeps you guessing, and the tension is always there, and it's gross, it's creepy, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's it's like that next step, you know. You're talking about like yeah. palatable gore, mm-hmm. and then you got this where everything. I don't know if it jumps to like if it goes from like one to three because it is a little sloppy yeah. and goopy mm-hmm. and you know, you have fucking a teeth rib cage and you know, shit like that. Like yeah. it is over the top, but like it is graduating from your sort of um, palatable horror. Yeah. And yeah. it definitely, it's definitely a crazy whodunit where you're just like, Oh man. And even the ending where they're just kind of sitting there and, Love the like, we're gonna fucking die. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. One of it, us is the alien, neither of us are the alien. We, both of us are the alien, and we just don't know. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, I love that movie. It is, and it is. It's that next step. It's if you've watched all the things that we've talked about already, and you're ready for the next thing because uh, you're juiced up and want something that's a little bit more challenging. Right. This is where you go next. Well, and I mean, like, surprisingly enough. I only have, you know, two crave uh, I only have two Carpenter movies on my list. Well, you know what I mean? But like when you They're when the best comes, ones. Well, Carp Well, yeah, Carpenter, your 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 Carpenters, your Cravens. Well, which is really weird cuz if you think about it too, like who directed uh Nightmare on Elm Street? I don't remember his name. Oh, the new one? No, the old one, the first one. Well, the first one was Craven. Craven did Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Oh. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're that's right. Oh my god! Yeah, Derp. so <laughs> <laughs> brain fart. This is why we're ending the show. It's just no, it's not seeping in. <laughs> stop it! You absolutely stop it right now. God damn it! Yeah, Craven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I get. It. I remember now. Ugh. God, I'm not happy about this. Okay. <laughs> Who did Halloween? I just don't know his name. I think he he worked with Wood. I think that's what, that's what, that was his deal. <laughs> <laughs> you're such an idiot <laughs> you make me so mad um but yeah so my number four mm-hmm. asshole the shining I love the shining. a little deep yeah I, I, I would say to... a lot of these are your level twos because yeah shining is one of those things i love the shining the more it's so the more goddamn good it. but not but, everybody will and no and that's the thing it's is slow it, as shit it is ungodly slow <laughs> But it's also that movie that you can just put on, and it's a perfect background movie. It just plays. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like another one of those, you know, with it being Kubrick, it's kind of like, I don't want to say, you know, like how Peel does his movies, but there is a, there is a lot of, um, you know, underlying shit going on with those movies. Oh, yeah. And like, I mean, this movie, like there's movies about this movie with conspiracy theories and all these different other things that, you know, are like, you know, what is Kubrick trying to say with this? Like you're watching a horror movie, yet there's a conspiracy about the moon landing with this movie. And it's just like, what? Like, okay, maybe as far fetched as it may be, like this movie is like just full of potential. What the fuck? Well, and Kubrick is such a, a 
wonderful filmmaker, but he's so freaking wacky. And this is the one, like, if just as a film fan, if you want to get into Kubrick, start with this. Because the other movies are much weirder. I watched 2001 a couple years ago, and it is just crazy balls. By the end of it, I was just going, what? <laughs> what am I There's watching? There's a space baby, and he's in his... Like, what? Huh? <laughs> like, this is the one, I think, that is still attainable mm-hmm. for everybody. I agree with it. Um, my number three is the Lost Boys. No. Yeah, that's I'm gonna I fucking will champion like it's obvious what my top three is gonna be like. Come on now, but like if you like, dude, this movie is so like these are all like super personal connections too. Like yeah. I have more of a personal connection to this movie than I do Halloween. You know what mm. I mean? Like this was like one of my first. I remember you know like being at my buddy's house and his parents had the vhs and i'm looking at it and i'm like what the fuck is this man like there's it doesn't show you anything that has to do with the movie like the front like the front just said the lost boys and then it had like the aerial shot of like the carnival and i'm just like wow this is crazy and then to watch the movie and they're like it's vampires but like it it's scary vampires. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's these, they will, will kill you, like brutally kill you. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's, oh God, it's, oh, you know, I'm just kind of realizing that I, I forgot probably my, one of my other favorite ones that I always seem to champion. I didn't make the list, but, um, there's it, always one. There's always one, but yeah, like I can't, I can't rec- recommend this movie enough, dude. Like it is, it is the eighties personified. And I, I wish I had more of a intellectual, like, I wish I could explain it like the way that, you know, Jordan Peele would, with like talking about lost boys. Cause you know, like even mm-hmm. the references in us with that yeah. movie, like were heavy in the beginning. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't like nothing but just personal love for this movie and so i i would recommend it and champion it and be like you know get what you will out of it but it is so much fun and it is 100 percent a par- big part of my childhood that's why i got the poster of it on the wall behind me like i just it's Fair enough. I, like i can't recommend it enough dude then the acting the, for the most yeah. part like even though jason patrick went off to do you know some stuff but he's like never really got to a, like any big big levels in my opinion but he was so good as michael in this movie and then you you know keeper sutherland's keeper, keeper sutherland like sure. that is what it is but as david fucking hell just kills it like to be that cool yeah. it, we can only dream it, yeah yeah right like <laughs> i mean to have that haircut and yeah. still be taken seriously yeah. is a feat in itself this is true. You know, I mean, it's sexy, it's scary, it's fun, it's what you you'd expect from an '80s movie, but it's not over the top. Like, it's not like we got to show a bunch of fucking and you know boobies and stuff like that to make it an '80s horror movie. But mm-hmm. you know, it's good. My number two is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. Hey, you know what? <laughs> You're not gonna. You're, you're gonna do this for when I say that Halloween's my number one. No. 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 <laughs> no. <I'm not. laughs> no. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like that movie, is definitely not a beginner movie. 
No, that's a level two or three. And what's cool about Texas Chainsaw is it has such a mystique about it, and you mention it and people wince, but you watch it, like, it's, it's tough to watch, that, but it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. <laughs> it's not like, you know, like a Cannibal Holocaust or yeah. watching some guy saw his uh, foot off. You know what I mean? Like, it's not <laughs> any, like, you, there's no blood. You yeah. don't, like, what your mind does. You see almost does, none of the kills. I don't think like, you see what, any yeah, of the kills, actually. What your mind actually. does with that movie. Yeah. Like, you think about the girl getting hung up on the on the hook, mm-hmm. but you don't see it. No. You think you, know you do, I mean? like, but you don't. And you that's what? what's great about it. You think that you do, but yeah. you don't. It's so gross and seeps into you in uh-huh. such a wonderful way that you think it's so much worse than it is. It, yeah, and it, it's gross. It's unsettling. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely what your mind does with this movie makes it a lot worse. Um, yeah, with these, you know, these top threes, these are just, like, they're definitely movies you need to see before you mm-hmm. die if you haven't. But, like... This movie, like even listening to the audiobook that Gunnar Hansen had um, wrote and then read for that, like it, this was a really fucked up movie to make. Yeah. And so, like, just appreciating it on, you know, a technical level for what you get, like, you know, the way that the movies are shot, some of the scenes, like, there's people to this day that are still trying to get that swing set shot as smooth and seamless as what they did in Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre. And that was in 1974. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're coming up on what? 50 years, like 40 years, 50 years, 40 yeah, years, 50. 50 years. Like that's insane. Yeah. And so like, just from like a cinematic standpoint, it, it is very important. Oh, and yeah. you know, obviously in my number one with Halloween, for the same reasons why you know that we have talked about this entire episode, like it is it's a staple. Like yeah. if you haven't seen it, you should see it. And even going back as much as saying like it started it, like I, I it's not the first slasher, but it's no. the f- biggest it's the first one like it's that one that came out that really just put that on the map. Like you come back and you, you know you know, My Bloody Valentine's, which is a great, which is fun. I love that mm-hmm. movie. I do too. <clears throat> My Bloody Valentine, fucking, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Nights. You know, you get all your, your holiday horrors. And because of when those movies take place is why I watch those, at, you know, in that time of year. Like, I can't wait to get, you know, and watch, you know, your Silent Nights and stuff like that. But, like, it, it is a benchmark to use your terminology like it but it's not it's not the most important horror movie but it's definitely one of the biggest and if you haven't seen it it definitely needs to be on the list to see for all the reasons why you know we get what we get after that movie comes out like it definitely set that bar was it the first movie to use point of view no but it Mm -hmm. fucking made it like it over the topped it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's it's just it, yeah it's a staple it has to be you, you got to watch it definitely and All i know right, i know that's why you didn't put it on your list because you knew it'd be online you knew we'd talk oh, yeah. about it oh yeah <laughs> uh so you know and i did kind of want to diversify and give us you know we had a couple of uh, similarities here but uh, i think sure. we covered a, a broad stroke so let's uh go through these real quick just in case you missed it um my number 10 was saw number nine was alien 
Eight was Night of the Living Dead. Seven was Get Out. Six was The Sixth Sense. I didn't do that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> five was The Exorcist. Four was Friday the 13th, the original. Uh, three was Paranormal Activity. Number two was Frankenstein. And number one was Scream. My number 10 was Candyman. My number nine was Scream. Number eight was Nightmare on Elm Street. Number seven was Friday the 13th. Number six is Alien. Number five is The Thing. Number four is The Shining. Number three is The Lost Boys. Number two is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And number one is Halloween. Um, We would love some feedback on this. We know what our lists are, and we're not pretending they're more than anything more than that. But if you have a list, if you want to send in a list to us and let us know yours, like what would you do to introduce somebody to horror? If that's the path you're going, you send us a top five, you can send us a 10, whatever it is, do that. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it when we do our next episode, but we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, before we get into the things, we do have an email. I'm uh, sorry. I didn't read this last episode. But uh, this one is uh, from Shane saying, hello, Brennan and Justin. I waited to listen to your episode of Halloween Kills or Ends. Wait. So you said, I, I, waited to, I waited to listen to your episode of Halloween Kills before I watched the movie. I saw the movie this past weekend and then listened to your episode. Although I liked the movie, I agree with what you had to say about it. I also liked how you pointed out the cameos in the movie that I missed while watching it, like Kyle Richards and uh, Nick Castle. Thanks again for getting me to like horror movies. Sincerely, the anorexic Chuck Norris. Oh. So I, I'm pretty sure he's talking about Halloween ends. But yeah, I... I mean, both do the, that. but yeah. They do, yeah. I, and that was the thing, too. Like, thinking back, like, Kyle Richards did such a good job in that movie. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, if you have emails, you can send, this in, send them in to us. We'll read them on air. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah. yeah. For sure. That's really all I got. Me too. Let's get the heck out of here. All righty. So we want to thank you for joining us. As always, we appreciate it. If you have any um, feedbacks, uh, criticisms, be nice. Um, (laughs) Thoughts, concerns, um, suggestions, whatever. We'd love to hear it. Excuse me. You can email us. Oh, well, I'm getting out of my own rhythm here. Um, You can reach out to us. We're on Facebook, uh, Pod and Gore Podcast. We have a page and a group. Uh, Feel free. We are on Instagram and Twitter at gore underscore pod. You can email us at podandgore at gmail.com. Uh, we're on the Slasher app at Pod and Gore Podcast. Um, just a bunch of ways. So yeah. if you have thoughts, share them. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, love to sure. talk about it. Um, for our next episode, Justin. Yes. Um, we're gonna we're we're going to do a shark movie. Mm-hmm. Because we're getting we're getting towards the end of our um, of this run here, uh, whether it be temporary or permanent, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But yeah. for now, um, we did get a back in May. We did get a listener review, which was fantastic, and we appreciate that. Biggie Smalls the pup. We, I you have to look it up. I remember you, but you did suggest that we you'd love us to do another shark movie. So we did. Um, we are going to do we it. We are. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing it. Um, so I totally forgot about it too. Cause when you messaged me and you were talking about the Meg, I was like, God, you know, that wouldn't have been a bad one to do. Yeah. 
I just forgot. Forgot. It, you know, well, the no, modern, but I mean, it's not a, a modern uh, shark movies. Yeah, I was trying to think of them, and I can't believe, like, with the handful of them there are, I can't believe I forgot the one that was like the big blockbuster one. <laughs> Literally um, the big shark movie. Yeah, the big shark movie, which is, which is, it's a decent movie. I watched it with my daughter because she, she loves sharks. But um, yeah, we're going to do uh, forty-seven meters down, the nice. first one. Yeah, and I have so, not seen it. It is on Hulu. I saw. Oh, it's on which Hulu. Is where I'm going to watch it. That's what I saw on uh, streamable.com. Okay. Oh no, nice. Oh, that's right. There is a streamable site, huh? Um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do that one for you, uh, Biggie Smalls. Unless somehow you hear this before we record our next episode, and you're you let us know, big like, hey, do this one. And then I'll switch it up for you because it's your suggestion. Right. Um, but anyways, um, we're going to get out of here. We appreciate you for hanging out with us as always. Um, let us know what your lists are. We'd love to we'd love to hear it. Until yeah. then, we've been your host. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.